Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around. Corner, pocket, cash for Lund. They are the defending UMAC champions and trying to defend their title this year as well. We will talk about that and so much more with the head women's basketball coach at the University of Northwestern. Aaron Call joining us once again. Coach, thank you so much for making the time. How are you doing in this fine month of October? Uh, doing pretty good. I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. Um, you can probably hear that in my voice a little bit, but I think I'm on the good side of it now. So uh, excited to get going with basketball. I know this isn't the ideal time, I guess, for it to happen during the year, but better now than early February, maybe? Is that accurate i know you never want it to happen but <laughs> yeah, no, for sure it's a good time you know we're going through some injury stuff with some players i tell them the same thing um the unfortunate thing was we had our alumni game on saturday and i would have liked to have been feeling well uh, to be able to talk to some of those players when they came back but it was still a lot of fun absolutely give us a few of your off-season highlights if you will i know we've talked in the past about some of your hobbies, whether it be, you know, coaching AU in the past or playing golf or whatnot, what, uh, what, uh, stuck out to you getting away from basketball for at least a little bit this off season? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I got to, to travel, travel some, some this year, year which, which was, was a lot, lot of fun. fun. Uh, my, my wife, wife and I went, went to Austria. Austria. Wow. Um, spent some time in Vienna and Salzburg. And so really enjoyed that. That was incredible. Um, spent a week in Mexico as well with my, my parents, parents 50th, 50th wedding anniversary, anniversary. so those, those were certainly some highlights for me uh, this, this offseason had a ton of fun traveling coach coming off of a title when do you kind of get I don't want to say get over it and get prepared <laughs> for the next year but in a way when does that flip or, or switch flip and now you're you're totally ready for this year you're looking ahead at what you need to do to get better and try and take that next step, if you will. When were you ready to do that? How long did you enjoy the championship last year, I guess I should say? Well, I mean, you, you always enjoy it. I mean, still look back to it. Um, but I think as the school year flips, you're, you make those decisions and you start to look ahead. And you're always trying to process with that kind of thing. So uh, you know, we're certainly flipped on to this year now. And, and, and looking, looking forward to seeing what this team can be. So, Coach, I'm going to start this with a what's going to sound like a very random question. But for breakfast, if you had to choose one of the two, if you're if you're out at an OPH or somewhere else or you're at home, bacon or sausage guy with your eggs? Sausage. Sausage? sausage? Yeah. Okay, except for this week, are you now a bacon guy or still sausage? Mm. Well, I'll... <laughs> I'll, I'll eat, eat some, some sort of, of pig, pig every, every day this week. All oh, okay. years. Um, everybody, everybody in my family, my family has, has for years. years so uh, I, I, I completely get where you're going with that question. question. 
So for the folks who don't know, uh, uh, this coming weekend it will be uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes, Coach Call's favorite club, taking on the Minnesota Golden Gophers out in Iowa City. And, Coach, I'm going to have you react to what we've seen so far from Iowa, but I'm going to put it in the words of an article that was released, uh, started this week from The Athletic. So it says, avert your eyes. Iowa to the college football playoff question mark, but it actually is still possible because Iowa is looming. No, really. And the last thing I'll say, he writes fair warning. Don't breathe it in too deeply in Iowa city because the atmosphere has been toxic. So all that being said, coach, you got two teams riding in high to Iowa city. I'm hearing lots of great things surrounding both programs. What are your thoughts going into that game? And as a Hawkeye football fan, how are you feeling at, what are you guys? Six and one. Is that right? So far this year? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's been, been a unique, unique six, six and one. one. Uh, no, <laughs> no team does, does it like, like Iowa. Iowa. Um, um, it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy to think that they, they, they could, could actually be favored in the rest of the games, games. but their, their, their margin, margin for error is so small with the way they, they do it. it. Um, um, but, but it's, it's been, been fun, fun coming off a week of 735 yards of offense against Wisconsin. You know, they have 35 passing, 200 rushing, and 500 punting. Yeah. But that's what we consider offense. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I've been a diehard Hawkeye fan since I was a little kid. My son is a freshman at the University of Minnesota right now. So that has thrown a different dynamic into our family. Um, but we're excited for this week. It's always nice to have a weapon like you do at punter, that's for sure. They always do a good job of recruiting at that position. If you could trade your head coach, Mr. Ferentz, for any other coach in the Big Ten West, PJ, Fickle, uh, would you do it? And if you would, why? If you wouldn't, why? Because there's a lot of polarization around him. Some people can't stand him. Others are like, hey, guy constantly gets us eight nine wins every single year and then every once in a while we go 11 and 1 or 12 and 0 so what are your thoughts on that do you like him would you rather have somebody else if you could where are you at with that for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm the latter there I I respect, respect him. him I respect what he's done. done I know I what can happen when you, you always, always think the grass is greener on the other side, side. I, think I think he's done a lot of things the right way, way. I, I always, always enjoyed watching teams play I mean I've had two coaches at the University of Iowa since I was born. So it would just stability has been a thing. You know, Hayden Fry, I think, started in 1981. I was born in 77. But for the most of my life, I've had two coaches and gotten to, you know, know and respect and follow what they do. And so it's been a lot of fun. So, Coach, is the most impressive offensive performance, though, that you've seen at Kinnick Stadium in some time by someone who wasn't wearing pads at all and Caitlin Clark and what she was <laughs> doing this past weekend at Kinnick Stadium? And what, what do you think of that? I mean, crowding in whatever it was, 55, 60,000 yeah. plus to watch a women's basketball game and, you know, being that you're surrounding women's basketball, what are your thoughts on the phenomenon, the sensation that has become Caitlin Clark, especially with, you know, what she did in the last year? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been, been so, so fun, fun to watch. watch. And yesterday was kind of a special day. I did tune in and watch it. And they did so many, you know, fun things with the entrance into the stadium. And they did the wave and uh, some traditions that have been going on at Iowa for a long time. So she's really impacted the game of women's, women's basketball. And uh, it's been fun to see the impact she's had. And excited to see what they can do this year. Although 
I can't imagine the pressure she's feeling right now and what she has to live up to. Well, uh, how about this, though? Pressure is a privilege, right? And yeah. I know Ryan wants to talk about it at some point. Pablo Lopez said that recently. And, hey, he wasn't the issue this postseason. He delivered. The offense needed to be better. But overall thoughts on the Twins this year and just the way it kind of wrapped up, it was it was a tough way to go out. But all in all, I think they gave us a lot of memories along the way, at least. Oh, yeah, it was, it was fun. fun. I mean, it was, it was frustrating, frustrating at times. Um but exciting. But exciting. I, got I got to go to the late. They, they clinched the division, the division and, and then they, they, they beat the Blue Jays. Jays so it was fun, fun to be there both games. And uh, uh, fun to see Pablo. Pablo. It was obviously really hard to lose a rise. I was frustrated at that time. But, um, excited to see what Pablo's done. It was a fun team to follow. And uh, looking forward to see what they can do in the future. We'll, uh, we'll go back onto the basketball floor here and maybe take you off again at, at some point. But, Coach, before we look ahead to this year and maybe what's happened in early practices and goals for this season and all those good things. We want to wind you back to late February last year and what you guys were able to do. We actually talked to you right before you guys competed in the UMAC conference tournament after you guys had wrapped up the regular season title. But as most of our listeners know and remember, you guys then went on to the UMAC tournament where you not just won in the semifinals and final, but you did it handily where both games really felt like they were never in doubt when you look back on that my first question for you so obviously lots of success in those ball games but you had another one after it you know in the ncaa tournament that we'll get to but my first question have you watched back any of the film of those games or do you move past it at some point and say you know what we got to move on to the next thing how, how do you treat looking back on on those matchups in that week against morris and north central yeah, actually, yeah, actually we, we watched some of that nurse game, game today, today uh, just, just for reasons of trying to remember what we did in certain situations, situations last year. So, so we kind of look at it in that context. I've been an assistant coach who wanted, wanted to you know, kind of find out how did you handle this situation. situation. So we so kind of watched, watched some of that together, together which, which was fun. fun. Um, um, but other than that, I haven't really spent much time watching those games. So looking at that week specifically, Coach, as I mentioned, I mean, you went 68-55 against Morris. That game never really felt like it was in doubt. And then North Central, 57-42. How were you guys able to be so dominant in such a big spot like that? I mean, we talked about it a lot down the stretch last year with you and going into that spot where it hasn't gone your way at all. And you, Max, semis the last previous four years before it where you couldn't get over the hump to get to the final. To do it with such a young team, I mean, I know you brought in Robbie, Megan McGow, if you will, later on in the season, and she was a big part of that as well. But in large part, such a young team to be so dominant in those two games. Did that surprise you as well, I guess you could say? And what was the key to not just win in those games, but to be so ready for a moment that really none of those players had much experience with before? Yeah, I mean, it surprised me because I've been through it before, I guess, a little bit. But I mean, most, most of the year, year last year, you know, we, we were, were, I think, I think we, we were clearly, clearly the best team. team. So you, so you hope that would kind of come through. And, and I think the reason we were the best team is we didn't rely on one or two people. people. And we had, we could go a lot of different directions. And I think that's why we were able to be successful down the stretch. And we're hoping for more of the same this year, but every year is different. But I think the fact that we were able to go so many different directions allowed us to, to, to be able to work, work through those, those games. 
Looking at the way the season ended then after you're able to get to the NCAA tournament, you get a tough draw, and, I mean, you're always going to get a tough draw in the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's just the way it is. But what were your takeaways from that and just kind of how you can use that moving forward this year? Because, you know, you, you play a lot of good teams during the regular season and conference play, but getting the chance to do it against one of the best like that, I mean, that can only be good for the returners to have had that experience and now kind of know what it takes to take that next step, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've, and we've seen, seen it with so many programs, programs here. here. If, if you, you can, can get, get there, there and, and realize, you know, it's, you know, it's just, just basketball, basketball and uh, then you, you can, can get, get back, back there if you're, you're able, able to do that, that then, then you, you have, have a lot more confidence to be successful. And we've seen that with our men's program. And, and our, our volleyball, volleyball team, team and, you know, you know for, for them, them now, now winning, winning a big game or winning, winning a single, single game in the NCAA tournament is no big deal. deal. So, um, you know, we're, we're hopeful, hopeful for that opportunity to get back, back there and, and be able to draw that experience. experience. Going off of that, I get the privilege to watch a very good college football team in Georgia. <laughs> I cheer for them. He's you know, a bandwagon coach. No, no, I'm not. no, he's been with them for a long time. No, I'm not. I've been there for a long time, <laughs> and we'll get into that another day. But one of Kirby's smart you know their coach one of my favorite sayings that he has is we're going to be the ones that hunt we will not be hunted we're always going to be on the attack is that almost a mindset that you want your team to have this year and just in general I mean regardless of what happened last year two years ago it's in the past this year's a whole new year and you always have to be the one that's doing the hunting is that something you would almost want to take forward with you this year yeah, no, that's, that's something, a concept we've, we've talked, talked about for a while. while. Maybe, Maybe not, not in the same um, way, way you're talking, talking about, about it. it. We, we just kind of talk about it from a pressure standpoint. Is you can be, you can feel like you're running away from a bear, or you can feel like you're chasing a bear. And from like an anxiety and pressure standpoint, we kind of talk about that. So we'll probably use some of those same analogies this year. And I like kind of the way you say that. Yeah. So, Coach, where do you see potential room, if you will, for this team to take that next step, to improve to that next level? Because, you know, Wide and I and others can look at it, and, you know, I know you're not going to say this, but we'll say it. you got to like your chances going into this next year with everything you have coming back. You lose Robbie. She's still on the bench as a coach, Megan McGow, that is. But otherwise, everything else is back for a team that wasn't just, you know, really successful in the UMAC, but ended the season you guys were able to do so and do it in dominant fashion. Where do you see, though, that next step, if you will, for this team? And maybe that's already manifested itself in some messaging that you've had in these first couple practices. You can, you know, answer that schematically or off the floor. What's that next step that this group will be able to take this year? Well, we're hoping, you know, we're, we're really, really trying, trying to work, work on competing, competing in practice. Our, we have we a have deep, deep team, team, I think, again. We added, added some new players, and, and so, so we're, we're just, just seeing, seeing if we, we can. can take that that step step of competing in practice and making each other better um, every day. I I, I heard the um, Oregon Oregon coach, I think he comes out and he says, who are we playing next week? week? And we're playing playing Oregon. Oregon. So So we we just just need to try to be the the best version of the team that we can be. And then we'll see where it goes because every year is different. We don't know how things are going to play out. But if we can compete to be the best team we can be, uh, then, then we'll, we'll have a successful, successful season. season. Looking at your schedule for this year and just kind of what it entails before you get into conference play, a lot of good non-conference matchups. Uh, what do you look for in your team during the non-conference season? Is I mean, wins and losses certainly 
can tell you a lot about your team, but I feel like it goes more beyond that, especially in the non-conference games as you start to learn things about your team. So is there ever a certain thing that you look for in non-conference games and just playing against tough competition? Yeah, yeah we're, we're trying, trying to, develop to develop confidence, confidence and, and show them, them you know, you what, what they're, they're capable, capable of. of. And, and sometimes, sometimes you have you to have balance your conference matchups to make, to make sure, sure that you're getting, getting that. Um, you know, you last, know last year at the beginning of the year, we were playing all zone. zone. And, and by the by end of the year, we were playing any zone. zone. So, so you just never know how that's going to go. Every team is different. Every season is different. So you're just looking for the 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 path to be able to get your team to be as successful as they can. So, Coach, you mentioned, I mean, talking about defense especially, and we talked about that end of the year last year when we talked with you and how big of a part Coach Yost was with that in his first year. And you talked about, you know, the transition from Coach Schmidt being there so long as your right-hand man, and then he moves on and Coach Yost stepped in and all the things he did and, you know, man-to-man how you guys were so good. And you talked last year about, you know, switching between Taylor Shuck and Allison Terry's being those players on the perimeter to shut down the other, you know, best perimeter scorer on the other team. All that is to say you had a philosophy switch, if you will, in that department. But for those who don't know, Coach Yost is no longer with the program. He moved on, got a head job at Covenant College. But I say all that to say, talk about what you think of your new staff. You now have David Peterson, a name that many will be familiar with, who's coached on the men's side before for Northwestern as a longtime assistant to coach Groves on his bench and then also you have Megan McGow who I alluded to earlier who was you know has some experience coaching for you if you will but then went back to being a player now back (laughs) to a coach but all that is to say your new staff I know we're very early into the season but what are your thoughts on that more turnover again going into a new season but coming off of so much success what do you think of this new group that you have on the bench well, I'm, well, I'm excited. excited, and, and we, we also, also have Elena uh, Peterson, who's a volunteer assistant for us. So we're so all new, new. <clears throat> um, and that's, that's kind of the nature of our, you know, our level, level sometimes. Was, was really excited, excited for Kyle, Kyle that, that he was, he was able, able to go on and get a head coaching job. job. He, really he really didn't want to leave, leave but, but he didn't think he could pass up the opportunity. So I was super excited to get DP to be able to come and be a part of our staff. I worked, I worked really, really hard, hard <laughs> to get him to come over and be part, part of it. And, and uh, so, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have him, him and Robbie and Elena. And, and, and I, think I think we're going to have, have a really good, good staff, staff this, year. this year. Coach, taking a look at the way last year ended, I want to go back to that and just kind of, you know, again, you had the success in the conference tournament and then you have the, you know, the way the season ended. And now as you spring forward into this year and just with what you have coming back, and I know you said you're kind of dealing with some injuries right now. You have a cold right now, so I get that. But with what this team could potentially be at the end of the year, knowing all the pieces that you have together, who you've brought in, I mean, the nu- nucleus of this team has to be extremely exciting for you and a staff just knowing what you're seeing could be i imagine with practice just starting that there's a lot of energy around you know the campus and just in general with the program yeah i think so it's it's, it's fun, fun to jump, jump in, in and be so far ahead already i mean things, things that we're trying, trying to do, do they, they they know so it's, it's kind, kind of fun, fun to be able to hit the, hit the ground, ground running a little, little bit, bit. And we're, we're going to challenge ourselves right away, going to play mankato state and their minnesota state mankato in a couple weeks and I do think, think we have a, have a challenge, challenge non-conference, non-conference schedule. schedule. So, so 
looking for those opportunities, but it is fun to be able to like hit the ground running and and fine tune some things and and see where we're at at eighty. So, Coach, I want to talk about a couple specific names that you have going into this next year. I mean, you think of Olivia Gross, who's a first-time captain last year, now stepping in, being a senior on a team that, you know, we talked about so much last year who didn't have a lot of experience. But then you have so many players that are sophomores now moving into upperclassmen role as, you know, juniors. You look at Lexi Hagen, you look at Riley Hershey, look at Grace Landvik. I could go down the line. What are you hoping to see maybe from a standpoint that has nothing to do with on the court? from those names that I just mentioned stepping into this year to guard against complacency, whatever you want to call it, going into this next year that, you know, nothing's going to be handed to you. I know they're they're not saying that and not feeling that, but what do you hope to see from them? Maybe that goes far beyond the box score and the way that they're leading in practice or on the road, whatever that may be. What do you hope to see from that group that maybe wasn't there last year they weren't comfortable stepping into that you hope is seen at a higher level even this year what do you hope to see from those that are returning well i, I hope they, they you know kind of treat, treat our younger, younger girls, girls like, like the girls before, before them treated them, them as i think they're, they're going to serve them they're going to be great leaders for them, them. um they're going to show them the way we want to do things in our program because when they came in you know they were learning from kelsey and bdk and Haley and Robbie, Robbie and, and, and that, that group, group. So, so it's kind of their, their turn, turn now to, to show the direction of the program they want to go, go. and I'm, I, think I think that, that class would do a great job of being leaders and, and, and showing the younger girls you know, how we do things in our program. You know, with the team last year, you were very balanced. I mean, whether it was scoring, hitting the glass, everybody that you played, I mean, you had quite the rotation there going uh, is that your hope or would that be your hope I guess for any season is that you have plenty of depth and balance and do you anticipate that being another strength for you once again this year yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a strength, strength. we're going to have, have some, some decisions uh, you know yeah, we, we have, have some pretty good, good players, players that, that uh, we'll, we'll see if they're in a rotation because I think we do have some really good depth, depth. Um, and I think and that's, that's going to be helpful for us as it did last year there are some things that are you know could be difficult with that but, but I'm anticipating that we'll play, play a deep, deep roster, roster again and hopefully be a difficult team to play against because of it. Coach, we'll wrap with this. I asked this to you know a few coaches, and I can't remember if I've asked you about it specifically as well. Basically, the question is, what is your why? I mean, you could say it's easy to come back a year following a conference championship. You got tons of returners coming back. But at the same time, it is a grind. You have a personal life outside of this. You have a number of different things that you juggle even outside of basketball as being part of a Division three athletic staff like so many people can relate to. But why is this worth it to continue to go through this process again where you see the you know calendar flip to October? I don't know if it feels like a, a weight back on your shoulders, if you will, where it's like, all right, now it's time to strap in for the next X amount of months. What reigns the most true to you now that maybe wasn't the case if you answered this question a year, two, three years ago? What is your why to continue to coach Northwestern women's basketball? It's uh, Monday, Monday night, night in October, October. and how many <laughs> guys get to come and talk to you guys? guys. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I can do, do that. that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this, this is, is a lifelong life dream. <laughs> um, no, no I, I, I mean, I, I do, do enjoy it, so I'm not making fun of it. I love being able, able to see the, the, the kids, kids in our program grow. And like I said, we had our alumni day. On, on Saturday, Saturday and they had so, so many alums come, come back, back and, and bring, bring their, their kids, kids back, back and, and 
Um, I got to meet, meet their, their kids, kids and, and, and hear about how they're doing their, their families, families and, and they, they still, still talk, talk about, about their, their memories, memories, about their time here. here. Um, that's, that's why. That's what, what I love doing. doing. Uh, I, love I love the experience of a season. season. Um, our, our, our team our will take a retreat and we'll have lots of memories from that. We're going to go to California this year. We'll have lots of memories from that. We're going to take a mission trip in May. So, so those are the things, things that, that uh, kind of keep me going with this. And, and championship seasons are great, but every, every season is special. Some seasons just more, more special than others. others. But, but uh, it, that's, that's why, because I, I, I love, love being around, around the, the, players. the players. Great answer. I, I lied, Coach. That was the last basketball question I got to ask you. <laughs> Saturday, I I mean, are you a little bit nervous? I mentioned it earlier. I'll say it again. There's a lot of good things. I'm hearing my sources are telling me that they haven't had a week of practice like this under Fleck in years, and Uh the players are more motivated than ever. So you got two teams coming in with a lot of momentum, as much as, you know, people may be saying that's not the case for one of the sides. Is this a a look-ahead spot for the Hawkeyes? I mean, you just got the Heartland Trophy. You're, you know, coming back home, feeling like it's a cakewalk, looking into the rest of the year. I, I don't know. I feel like they may be overlooking it. Are you nervous at all? And what is your prediction for the battle for the pig on Saturday? Am I nervous? nervous? Yes. <laughs> this is my, I, I do not like this week, week any okay. year. Um, I'm, I'm very well aware, aware that, that the Hawkeyes have had the ball bounce their way a couple times, times in a row in this rivalry. And, and I just keep thinking think it's going to be due, due uh, to, go to go the other, the other way. way. So, so I think it'll, it'll be a close game, you know, Two to nothing is probably, probably a good prediction, prediction. <laughs> but, but, you know, take the under is what you're saying. You know, 11 to 4, I don't know. That's an high score. In all seriousness, if the Gophers go score on the first possession, is that too much for Iowa to overcome <laughs> with that offense? I mean, is that something you'd be concerned about? Well, if, if they, they score, score 7, seven Iowa could probably get two field goals in safety and maybe 7. Yeah. It'll be seared in my brain forever, though, how the game last year ended, how we ran all over, I shouldn't say we, the Gophers ran all over the Hawkeyes, but then still can find a way to score. And you guys will weasel in a defensive touchdown or a punt return or the field position, like you mentioned. So It's it's been been unreal unreal the way they've been able able to do it. it. Actually, Actually, yeah. High school, school buddy, buddy mine is the special teams coordinator, coordinator for Iowa. Iowa. So, so um, kind of have have connection, connection there. And, and he's, he's done, done a great, great job, job with their special teams because they've, uh, <laughs> they're, they're a special, special unit, unit for, sure. for sure. He deserves a pay raise. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're paying him, but with how good that that punter and that kicking game and just what they do, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun. It's, it's, it's always, always a, a fun, fun game. game. Like, like I said, said my, my son of Minnesota now adds another dimension to our rivalry. So either way, it sounds like it'll be a emotional Saturday evening for one side and uh, some talking, so. some talking yeah, going yeah. on. So, yeah, Co- Coach, thanks so much for the time. Uh, we do appreciate you being generous with going so many different directions with Wyatt and I, and we look forward to the season to come for your squad and uh, hopefully staying in touch along the way and catching up uh, later on down the line in the thick uh, of UMAC play. So, again, appreciate the time and best of luck this season. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, guys. Appreciate, appreciate all you do. You do.